Today we're going to talk about teaching your team to problem solve, which is absolutely necessary unless you want to spend every day solving problems for them. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Welcome. Be motivated and be inspired. Let's go. Hey team, Glenn Azar here. Welcome you back to the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Just recently I was following or reading uh, a business coach talking about team building and he just put up this quote that said teach your team to problem solve and I kind of changed the wording of that to teach your teen as in young people that you work with as well because I think it's just as relevant just as viable. Now one of the biggest problems we have with our team so people that we look after at work or with our children whether they be teenagers or younger is we don't give them problem solving skills. So what we end up doing maybe because it's more efficient, is we solve the problems for them. We jump in and we save them. Maybe it's because of our own need for significance. Now, these are subconscious needs, obviously, subconscious biases that we have towards certain things. But if we feel like we're doing the right thing by constantly solving problems for the people that we're meant to lead, i.e. children, i.e. our team at work, then what's going to happen is they are not going to build that muscle that allows them to solve problems. Ultimately, what ends up happening then is we are always required to solve their problems. And I can promise you that your business or the organisation that you're a part of will be limited to gr- any growth it comes from will be limited depending on how you've taught your people to problem solve. Your young people are going to mature at a much later stage in life. And a lot of um, transitional psychology is showing that to push out as far as 30 years of age now before people are financially able to move out of home before they're physically, mentally capable of moving out of home. And I think it comes down to this inability to have people to problem solve. Now, this happens in really small moments. Now, I know when young people come in onto the camps here, one of the first thing I do is have a clipboard out and they put their names down, their age. That's all they've got to write in there. Nearly every time, I'd go as far as to say 90% plus, as soon as we hand that clipboard to the young person, parents take it off them and start to write it. And we say, no, 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 they can write it. Like They know their name, they know their age. And that's just a little personal responsibility. It's those little opportunities to do things for themselves. If they are making their own lunches to take to school, if they forget to do that and they don't take lunch, they won't go hungry. They'll work it out and the next time they'll make sure they've got something. They're not going to die from that experience. If they don't hand an assignment in or they've left the assignment at home, instead of running it in for them, what we do is we say to them, hey, that sucks. You know, that's not the way it should have gone for you, but, you know, you're going to have to sort that problem out now that you're at school. But what we tend to do is we solve the problem for them. It seems insignificant. It seems inconsequential. But when we're not allowing them the space to solve small problems, then obviously they're not going to be able to solve the bigger problems. Now, I look through to people that I coach. I look through to possibly, I believe, you know, the the closest to my heart, the the biggest success story, you know, in the years that I've been doing this, obviously would come down to my man, Jay Nix, to Jaden Nicarima, who's now down at the Melbourne Storm living his NRL dream. I didn't solve problems for Jaden. I gave him all the tools necessary. When he made decisions, we sat down and we chatted about it. And sometimes he did things wrong. You know, we got himself into a little bit of, well, I wouldn't say strife, a little rap on the knuckles for little things, you know, through the NRL Integrity Commission or just real minor things. 
And rather than jump in and try and solve that problem, we just chatted about, well, how did that come about and how do we avoid it happening again? And we just kept on working our way through that. And as a result, he had the capacity to turn around and change the way he was doing things, the way he thinks about things, etc. In fact, Jaden's just been on a podcast that came out this week, and it's a podcast by Alexa and Jenna, two girls that are friends of mine as well, incidentally. And the podcast is called How Fitness Saved My Life. And it's about a 40-minute listen, so look that up on Apple. But here's a little, just a little snippet from it, and I'll come back at the back end of this. I, I never spoke about my emotions. I guess the thing for me to cope um, with my emotions when I was feeling down was I'd go out with my mates, I'd drink alcohol, I'd take drugs because... That's all I knew. That's what made me feel good about myself. I never really thought about speaking in about my emotions until um, it was it was one random as night with my little brother, um, and he sat me down and he goes, "Bro, are you alright?" And like nothing happened throughout the day. Nothing. He just said, "Are you alright?" And like I just broke down crying. So again, that's called how fitness saved my life, and it goes into a very quick forty-five minute snapshot of the story or the journey that Jaden's been on. But here's the key. When you teach people how to problem solve and how to work those little things out, they then have the capacity to work the big things out. Once they do that, they also have the capacity to go back and analyze previous decisions, previous portions of their life, like Jaden's able to do now, and extract the lessons from the things that they've done in the past so that nothing that they've been through becomes this anchor to them. It just becomes this ability, let's call it a library, where they can go in and find all of this information about how and why they do things and make sure they don't make those mistakes as they move forward. It's part of maturing. It's something that we all had to do at some stage, but it's definitely something both in workplaces and with our children as parents in current generations, myself included, I can see where we've started to push away from that and ultimately the problem that causes is again we haven't given them the skills to be autonomous. There's going to come a time in their life where we are not there to hold their hand, where we are not there to solve the problem or worst case scenario, there's going to come a time where the problem becomes so big that even we don't have the capacity to solve it and it's in that moment that we realise we have not done the right thing by them by constantly solving the small problems. Take the time, teach the lessons, and allow them to learn and grow. That's literally our main role in life. That's it, team. Chat to you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Building Better Humans podcast with your host, Glenn Azar. For feedback, to stay up to date, or go back and find an old episode, head over to 180.net.au. Yeah, the Building Better Humans Project Podcast. Let's go.